Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 136. In this episode, the next battleground. I'll warn you now, this is going to be a longer episode than usual. I have a lot to say, and a lot of ground to cover. What I have to say is, I believe, important. Very important. So if you're pressed for time, I strongly suggest that you save this until you can give it your full and undivided attention. This podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. The demolition industry has been at war for as long as any of us can remember. It's been fighting seemingly endless battles on seemingly countless fronts. It's been fighting for recognition as something other than construction's destructive cousin. It's been fighting to make sites safer and to ensure that its workers go home safely to their families each night. It's been fighting to develop new methods and new technologies to make the industry safer, more productive and more profitable. It's been fighting to be recognised as a dynamic, innovative, standalone industry in its own right. One with training and environmental standards that put other industries to shame. It's been a war of attrition fought across countless battlefields. Many of those battles have been won, but the war is far from over. In fact, the battle lines for the next campaign are already, and perhaps belatedly, being drawn. And that battle will be fought in the field of mental health. Demolition News Radio, the independent voice of the global demolition industry. It's strange how good practice becomes second nature if you do it often enough. I remember going fishing with my dad as a child, standing on the front seat of the car, my head poking out the sunroof, unable to breathe. Looking back, I do wonder what my parents were thinking, but it's wrong to judge events of the past by the standards of today. And besides, I remember it being enormous fun. Today, whether I'm travelling in the front or the rear of the car, and regardless of whether I'm the driver or the passenger, it feels genuinely strange, naked even, to not be wearing a seatbelt. I'm the same with PPE. Wearing a high-vis jacket, hard hat, safety boots, protective gloves and safety glasses have become such a natural part of my routine that I'd regularly drive home from sight still wearing all of them. Yet 30 or 40 years ago, such a thing would have been unimaginable. During my research for the History of the National Federation of Demolition Contractors book that I wrote a few years back, I found reference to the recommended size, location and construction of a site toilet. At the time, the recommendations were a trench and, if you were lucky, a board upon which to sit. Today, site toilets are often as clean and well-equipped as those in the average home. There is so much that we now take for granted that would have been the very stuff of dreams just a few decades ago. Hot and cold running water on site, free PPE, food and hydration breaks, separate smoking facilities. The list is endless. It was only a few years ago that some of the larger and more forward-thinking demolition firms started to employ the services of occupational nurses to check on the physical well-being of their workers. Today, that's so much of the norm that it barely merits a mention any longer. It's just become part and parcel of an industry eager to care for its greatest asset. With luck, determination and leadership, care for the mental well-being of demolition workers will tread the same path. 
and it too will soon become as natural as putting on a hard hat or a seatbelt. Demolition News Radio, putting your finger on the pulse of the industry. Unless you've been living in a cave these past few weeks, you will have seen media coverage of a new report from Public Health England that said men working in the construction industry are at the highest risk of suicide. The Office for National Statistics looked at the deaths of more than 13,000 people aged 20 to 64 who killed themselves in England between 2011 and 2015 and for whom they had information on the deceased's occupation. The ONS found low-skilled male construction workers had the greatest risk, at 3.7 times above the national average. In fact, in a reporting construction news last year, it was said that the UK construction industry had lost more than 1,400 workers to suicide in just five years. Think about that for a second. Each year, the Health and Safety Executive publishes its accident statistics. And each year, the construction media goes batshit crazy because around 40 people have been killed on UK construction and demolition sites. Yet all the while, the industry is, directly or otherwise, implicated in the death of around 300 workers each year who have taken their own lives. Across all industry sectors, not just demolition and construction, falls from height accounted for around 40 deaths in the whole of last year. The industry has developed working practices and training courses to avoid having men working at height. The Health and Safety Executive has issued specific guidance on working at height and has stepped up its policing of the practice. Approximately 40 construction workers will have died from suicide in the first two months of the year. Yet, as it stands today, there is no change in working practice, no training courses, no media outcry. No new legislation. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or the Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more. The ONS says that some occupations may have a higher risk because of low pay and job security. The Samaritan's chief executive, Ruth Sutherland, said... We spend a third of our lives at work and one-fifth of us experience suicidal thoughts. It's up to us to create a culture in our workplaces where people feel safe enough to talk about their feelings and get support if they need it. Those views are echoed by Public Health England's Chief Executive, Duncan Selby, who said, With more than two-thirds of adults in employment, the workplace offers an opportunity to reach people who need extra support. I urge all employers, large or small, public or private sector, to treat mental health as seriously as physical health. Early action can stop any employees reaching a desperate stage. Simple actions can make a huge difference. Talking with a manager or colleague can help people get the support they need and ultimately save lives. Be sure to check out Demolition TV on YouTube, the only YouTube show dedicated to demolition. Identifying the problem is a step in the right direction. Fixing it, however, will be far more difficult. As I've said countless times before, demolition and construction is a fertile breeding ground for mental health issues. Working away from home for extended periods breeds loneliness and makes it difficult to seek medical help from a familiar or any GP. There is a lack of job security, so many workers will be worrying constantly about where their next pay packet may come from. And there remains an overriding macho attitude within the industry that makes it difficult, if not impossible, to speak openly about mental health concerns. 
While some big-name contractors have started to look at the issue of mental health among their workforce, tackling the issue needs to have a universal approach. Demolition workers, particularly those classified as unskilled, are transient. They might be working for one contractor this week, another next week, and yet another three weeks down the road. Unless the mental health care is present at each and every company, or unless there is a centralised resource they can turn to, regardless of who they're working for, workers will continue to fall through the gaps, and more demolition and construction workers will lose their lives as a result. With the implementation of hard hats, high-vis clothing and safety boots, the demolition industry has proven time and time again its ability to unite for the betterment of its workers. It now has to do that again, and soon. If you've been affected by this episode, then please visit www.matesinmind.org. If you're experiencing suicidal thoughts, then please contact the Samaritans free on 116123. Thanks for listening. If you're a demolition equipment owner, operator or enthusiast, then there's only one place to be in July next year. The 4th Demo Expo will take place at the Hertfordshire Showground from the 4th till the 6th of July. And it promises to be the biggest demo expo yet. So put those dates in your diary and join us at the Hertfordshire Showground for Demo Expo 2019. It's going to be epic.